Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, and offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. I'm Angela Buckland, and I'm beyond excited to host today's episode. With me today is Pastor Jason Britt. Welcome, Pastor Jason. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm beyond glad to be here (laughs) since beyond is the theme we are on. That's right. I'm beyond glad to be here. Thanks, Angela, for hosting this and uh, look forward to it. Yeah, I'm super excited. So tell us why we're here. Yeah, uh, the simple idea was we talked about it. And it seemed like the Finding Your Way Back to God was a series that was highly sticky at our church, mm-hmm. connected to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't get to everything, nearly everything we could have. And that wasn't what it was meant to. Uh, but there's a lot of things that, w- that, don't, that don't make it into Sunday's talk or don't make it into small groups right. um, that people have questions on or there's, there's further challenging or there's further encouraging that we would love to. But in the time slot we have, we don't get to it all. So the idea of this podcast is what we've all been circling around as a body. Let's talk about a little bit deeper and everybody everybody travels. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a phone. Everybody mm-hmm. has podcasts. Everybody listens. Everybody has access. Everybody has time uh, traveling places and running and exercising. Let's utilize that for right. the kingdom yeah. and let's leverage it and hopefully encourage, challenge, um, and bring some confidence to some folks. Um, that, that's the idea that's behind great. it. That's great. I love it. That sounds awesome. So we're calling today's episode Finding Your Way Back to God Revisited, mm-hmm. which really focused on the idea that God is not scared of our questions. Yeah. And it's okay to have questions. Right. In fact, God welcomes right. questions. Um, so in week one, you really you really expounded on that, that our questions are welcome and that questions don't have to be deal breakers. Yep. So why do you think that we are so afraid to voice our questions out loud to God bringing them to God, wrestling with God instead of wrestling on our own. Yeah, and I think it's all about the individual, first of all. But I'm just coming from my background and experience. I think for a lot of people uh, raised in or around faith, um, I say it oftentimes on Sundays, and we're very diverse from where people come from around the country uh, and people's faith background. But if you if you have a background that's rooted in especially the, what we refer to as the Bible Belt, mm-hmm. there's a Christian memory. Uh, many people were raised in or around some church exposure, some church experience, and faith has been a part of their life. And for certain generations and certain periods of time, it, it seemed— I think for many people who are raised around it, irreverent, mm-hmm. not respectful, right. you know, if you ask that. And so it was more of, I'm going to kind of look for the answer on my own, or I'm not sure than other people. Other times, I think we don't ask questions and we don't like when we get questions because it makes us go, well, is our faith not strong enough? Because we're not 100% sure, mm. you know? And then I think sometimes it stokes a little bit of fear and worry because, well, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there's a lot of times it's like if it's under the surface, nobody sees it. Right. So leave it under the surface and, and nobody will see it. And I think for us, the idea of questions, I think, can be confidence builders. Mm-hmm. Uh, questions may not be easy. And often sometimes the answers to the questions we have are not necessarily the answer we wanted. Right. But but there is answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is reason. There is a why. 
um, behind much of that. So th that, that's the idea behind this. Let's just bring those because our faith goes deeper and move past the excuses. And for me, it was giving people permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give people permission. That's great. Ask the question, you know, uh, the, the, the question doesn't scare to God. Mm -hmm. And there's an answer whether you like it or not. Right. So in week two, you talked about the myth of science versus faith. Yeah. And how Christians should have an informed faith, and that and that so often we think that science and faith are opposed right. to each other, and they're right. not. So um, that was great. You had so many great things and 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 pearls of wisdom in there. But I want to talk about the idea that you landed on, sure. where you said that um, people this idea that going from a place of oh God to okay God, right? And what do you think brings a person from one place to another? Yeah, I, you know, I think that week, if you go back and listen, science, reasoning, logic, things that are evidential, if, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. like that's what, it's hard, it's not, it's not soft, it, it's, it's, that's what I can trust in. And, and faith is great for some people, but there's a lot of squishiness to faith, if mm -hmm. you will. There's a lot of subjective in faith. And mm -hmm. so... I think because of that, that's why we got into that. Uh, and it would be one example would be um, the greater the complexity of the design and order of something, the more designer begs to be considered. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I heard it put it this way. It's one thing to see a log jam and wonder if there's a beaver behind it. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to see Hoover Dam and question whether there was intentionality and purpose behind this creation. Right. And so I think the argument of science, as much as we want to hold it up, and well, that science points us back to a creator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Science, science points us back to a beginning. Right. Science points us, and so in that, I think science takes our faith to a. Uh, if we will really move past the myth that they're separate, it takes it to a whole deeper, bigger view of God. Mm -hmm. A more robust faith, a more uh, we're not stuck in this moment in time. God's bigger, God's plan, God's ways, the evidence of God all points that. And so I think what my, my argument would be the bigger picture of God we have, the mm -hmm. more uh, accurate picture of God we have, the more... Um, you know, beauty that we see, the more intricacy that we see, um, that the, the, the bigger our faith becomes. Mm -hmm. So I would say, oh, God, mm -hmm. is, is kind of when we have a caricature of God. Right. right. Oh, God, is when we have a, we call it assumed faith, mm -hmm. something passed on. Oh, God, is all those. But this okay, God, is my God's bigger than this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't think there's a, you know, Snap your fingers and just happens. Right. But I think it's when we begin to uh, see God for who He is. We begin to get the depths of God. We begin to, when we talk about love of God, not just be Hallmark card mm -hmm. or a worship song, love of God, but like the deep reality of the love of God, things shift. Right. Was well, I mean, people quoted a thousand of times Tozer, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or is it Packer? Maybe Packer. Um, most important thing you think about is what comes in your mind when you think about God. Right. Why? Because it's the foundation upon which everything else rests on. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the bigness of God. An example would even be we're recording this on the day when all the hysteria in our culture is breaking about the coronavirus. Right. You know, well, if you have a real small picture of God, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and at this point in this time and it's never been, 
there's fear that sets up under that. You got a big picture of God. Right. You're wise. You take caution, but you also know your God's got this, and mm-hmm. God's way bigger than you know what I mean. Yeah. So this would be an example, even sure. funny enough, today we're recording this <laughs> between oh God and okay, God. okay God, right? Let's take it. Let's take it by faith. Let's take it a step at a time. I don't think there's three steps to having that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think the deeper uh, and the uh, and the more you trudge in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the more we walk, the more that develops. And it leads us to a greater acceptance of his mystery. Absolutely. And, and a greater acceptance of, of things that we don't really understand. Yeah, and I think, I think yes, that's a great thing, Angela, dead on, because I think we feel like we need to be able to explain everything about mm-hmm. God, and we can't. Right. You know, that was a whole part, week seven, if you will, is there's just some things that are unexplainable about God, and our little finite minds can't get our head around. Mm-hmm. And so that takes faith, but instead of faith of, to me, it just raises my faith. Mm-hmm. There's a bigness and a mystery and a majesty that I can't get my head around. And there's some things I may not ever be able to explain fully because you're talking about the supernatural and we're very natural. Right. You're talking about beyond mm-hmm. creation, and we're created. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's great. So uh, let's go further into yeah. things that we don't always understand or necessarily agree with. In week five, you talked about uh, hellfire and brimstone. Yeah. That was a big one. That yeah. Was, that was exciting. Yeah. Um, so a, a question that we heard so much and a lot in our small groups, and, and we kept hearing it uh, over and over again, was the question of, what happens to the man or woman in some remote part of the world who has never heard the gospel and has no knowledge of Jesus? Now, you you know, you say that, um, you know, God created hell and it's there to, yep. you know, whether we like it or not. Yep. So what happens to the people that do not hear the gospel or, or, or have never heard the gospel before? Right. Well, you know, Scripture teaches that um, Jesus— is, is the biggest spokesman about hell. And that always throws a wrench in there for people mm-hmm. because the love of Jesus, kindness of Jesus, compassion of Jesus, justice of Jesus, but that same Jesus talks about hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and Scripture teaches us that uh, until every tribe, tongue, and nation, that what will usher in the return of Christ is when everyone has heard. You see that in the Gospels. Right. You know, uh, you see that in the Gospels. And so, um, but that's always been a question. So uh, there's a couple of things. One, uh, I think Romans 1, uh, and I I alluded to it. I actually Mm -hmm. talked about it. Mm -hmm. And we could talk a long time on this. Um, But Romans 1 points to what Paul was making the argument way before the phone, Mm -hmm. way before our connectivity. Paul is making the argument that just as there's parts of science, Paul's basically making the argument that there's evidence of a creator that creation gives us, that there's a groaning and a longing, and there's more than just a pastor telling us it's there Mm -hmm. or us thinking it's. There's a lot of things that points to a creator, and there's a lot of things that points to we were created and there's a longing in us. It's what kind of Paul makes the argument of. You can go back and listen to Romans 1. And so in that, Let's go back to what you just asked, mm-hmm. mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it is, uh, I, the, the language I used is what we see uh, is that God is both a God of love and justice. Yes. And part of justice is a just God, which is fair, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, again, um, there are some people theologically that would press me on this. That's okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and, and ask me 10 years from now and I may press myself a little <laughs> bit. But uh, I love the line that God judges us. I just love the idea God judges us based on what we know, not what we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, but the balance of that is that we're all born into sin. Right. You know, and that, and so I would tell, I would say, uh, I think about this with a child who, uh, you know, dies stillborn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think this is a person who somebody's born with profound special needs mm-hmm. or profound uh, disability. So I think this is bigger than just the remote tribesman right. that nobody knows. This is a deep, deep question uh, that, that people wrestle with. Right. So we're going to link in this podcast a couple of articles for people to read. Okay. I think because I don't want to just give it real quick. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to stand by that. I think I'm 100% convinced God judges us based on what we know, not mm-hmm. what we don't know. Romans one is going to be the background of that, but okay. I also want to link a couple of articles that we're going to put uh, that that this will point you back to that take this down because this that one question there could be a whole 20 minute right. question. But what I would also say is there is a mystery. Uh, and there is a bigness of God that I can't get my head completely around. Mm-hmm. And so if that is a straw man for somebody, mm-hmm. um, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. People have asked that question forever. Um, but I think Romans 1 points to uh, that we all understand the bigness of a creator and our need for redemption and our fallen shortness of this creation. Mm-hmm. It's what Romans 1 is basically saying. Right. And Romans 1's basically argument is not people dying for evidence. It's people, the biggest uh, struggle is people get over their pride to come to faith. That leads us, which leads us yeah. to the next question. <laughs> the next so question. we'll link some articles on that, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, so you, you wrapped up in the final week, you talked about the four awakenings and what brings us back to God, sure, sure. uh, longing, regret, hope, and love. Um, and you, I loved the line that you said where it, it's really not finding our way back to God, but we're finding, or, or we're, we're actually, we're finding our way back to God. Not, not to God. Yeah. Not to God. Right. Uh, because everything began with God. Yeah. Um, and so we sometimes set these questions up as roadblocks to, uh, you know, to kind of trap God or kind of put God in this, aha, see, I was right. So how can we be sure that we are asking the right questions instead of just trying to trap God? Yeah, that's good. I mean, the, the first of all, I think there's a genuineness, uh, an authenticity. Uh, I think one of the things we talked about is, be wary of the guy yes. that just questions. Yeah. Be wary of the dude that just questions mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of questioning. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I think sometimes it's to know our own impulse and know our own flesh, which is, uh, and know our culture, which is sometimes we like questioning authority or sometimes we like question what we consider truth because we don't like all the implications of it. Right. And I think sometimes, too, we like asking the questions because it makes us sound like we, like, we're smarter. Right. Like, we figured this one out. Aha, I got a zinger. Oh, listen, I can remember, (laughs) and we're not going to mention names, probably the last 10 or 12 years, one of the most famous Christian authors that just came onto the scene Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. great at asking questions. Everybody going, oh, my goodness, what a brilliant, and he asked all these questions. But he never had answers to the questions he asked. He just liked to ask them. Everybody go, he's so smart. I've never thought of that. Right. And I think we just have to be careful in our, 
I'm going to say this, in our narcissistic, self-obsessed, over-informed mm-hmm. sense uh, in our world that we think we, we have these deep, profound questions that's really us. We don't like the implications of what we already know. Right. And we don't yes. like the implications that we're prideful. We don't like the implications that we're broken. Uh, so I think there are things, I always say there are things that the Christian faith teaches uh, that hold true that we're all broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that brokenness comes from an internal sin nature, not just an external factor. Mm-hmm. And so I think we that message is not very popular. In, very, in parts of the world, the gospel's exploding. Mm-hmm. Because there's like a brokenness and we we can't do this on our own. Right. And there's a hope. For us, we like to deconstruct mm-hmm. that to go, no, no. Uh, uh, Tim Keller says that in our culture, what we need to be, what many people think is we need to be saved from the idea that we need to be saved. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That idea that we need, that's the problem is you think we need help. Mm-hmm. You think we need salvation and the salvation comes. So I, I think we just have to remember sometimes the questions that we ask or the, 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 well, let me throw this at you is because we don't like the implications of what we already know to be true. Right. And we don't like that. It implies that we have sin and that even things that we say or do before a holy God are sin. And so we like trying to build a straw man, build a wall, if you will, build some type of argument Mm -hmm. to go, well, and that's what I was. That's what the Pharisees did. Yeah, exactly. Hey, 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 you've yeah. heard, you've heard, you've heard. But I, I do think one of the ways to approach that, and here's what I would tell you: if you got friends, mm-hmm. if you got family members, remember what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So you have heard that it was said, mm-hmm. and then he deconstructed their argument. So let me give you an example: our culture's argument: uh, if it makes you happy, you do whatever. Right. Well, I think we need to reply back. Here's the way we think. If it makes you happy, do whatever. We'll play that all the way out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, who can tell you what's right and wrong for your own self? Well, then let, let's play that thought all the way out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think sometimes we come to the Christianity with the deconstructionism. Mm-hmm. I think I, 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 one of the things I want to teach our church better and better on is how to deconstruct the cultural arguments of the day. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And that's what Jesus did oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a power in that. I could talk about that That's for days. That's great. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so, um, okay. So we're, I, I guess we need to wrap, wrap it, up. it up. Yep. Um, but can you give us a final parting thought in all of the six weeks of finding your way back to God that you want to leave us with that uh, didn't make it into the message? Yeah, I love uh, my encouragement would be uh, the probably the most helpful and real part uh, was that I don't have a problem with God, but I have a problem with God's people. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the that's probably the A plus thing for us as Jesus followers, mm-hmm. as Jesus people, to make sure we know when I was teaching that, I wasn't teaching that as Christian as a whole. I was saying Bethlehem Church, we can't be that. Right. So we all can point at legalism and go, that's legalism, but we don't realize we can be a legalist about things. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we all point at judgmentalism and go, "That's being judgmental," but we don't realize we we're we're quick to lay judgment in our own way, mm-hmm. and we all can look and go, "That's hypocrisy." But so my encouragement was knowing of all of these things, the most practical thing that you do every day is follow Jesus, and and and. The gospel is is a big enough obstacle. You're a sinner, and you need a savior for people to have to wrestle with and jump over. Let's not give them. A, let's not give them any other reason. Mm-hmm. That that would be my encouragement, and we hope uh, that we can speak into that, and hope that this encourages us. So we're hoping Bethlehem. Let me say this at the end. This is helpful. Mm-hmm. 
We're hoping beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, this is helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll do this in different series and different times. That's what we want to be to you as a church, somebody who serves you, somebody who's helpful and encourages you. And that's why I love Bethlehem. I think you do too, Angela. We're, right. we're, we don't have legalism. We, we don't, we, we, we're not for judgmentalism and we try our best, even though we're not perfect to live a life of hypocrisy. Right. We want to follow Jesus and be Jesus people. So that's right. Well, thank you so much for your time and see you guys next time. Yeah. See you next time. Awesome.